Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week we're going to talk a little bit about having fun and getting that fun back in your sport and in your weekends and so that you and your dog are having a good time once again. And this topic kind of jumped to mind this week because I had an exceptionally good class this week uh, with my dogs. And part of the reason was, is it just was this like really organic and instead of like a group class, it more felt like just a bunch of people all getting together on a Saturday to practice and just kind of have the building and just work on things. And, um, while everybody was being really supportive and helpful and we were all getting instruction and support that we needed, what also really struck me is how much, I don't know, like the energy in the room, right? That just the energy in the building was such that it really had a sense of joy and a sense of fun and it was relaxed and we were working on things, but we weren't working on it with such intensity that we weren't having fun anymore, And it just hit me that like, okay, this is how I want to feel whenever I run my dogs. And I've talked before about like when we set goals that we really should set goals, um, not just always by the numbers, right? By the cues or by the, the titles or things like that, but we should really think about how setting a goal about how we want to feel. Like, how do you want to feel this year? Like, how do you want to feel this quarter? How do you want to feel when you walk into a specific ring? How does how do you want that to feel? And I the common answer, of course, I get back is connected. And I think that means a lot of different things to different people and what that actually looks like or how you know that you and your dog are connected. Um, another way, another answer I get a lot is I just want to feel like it's in flow or I just want to have fun or... And I think about in this moment, like what it's like to run a dog in, again, in any venue, but you run a dog that is maybe a little bit older, a lot more experienced. And that phrase that a lot of people kind of use, which is like, oh, it just felt like an old, my old shoe, right? My run, you know, my favorite pair, my most comfortable shoes, my most comfortable sweats or whatever. It just feels so comfortable and so forth. And that's a feeling, right? They're describing how it it is, how they feel when they run with that kind of older experienced dog where you just sort of know each other so well. And I think a lot of us have those sorts of tales. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have that with my older dog, Indy, that, you know, walking with her to the an agility line, for instance, or even in draft, um, was just like chill and relaxing and fun. And, you know, even though we had goals and I wanted to do well, it just was a whole different vibe. And so when I say that we really want to reconnect with that and really want to have fun again, I think sometimes we got to make an effort. 
You know, I think fun, the older we get, the, you know, it's, it's, we got to think about it. We got to think about having fun. We have to plan to have fun. Another thing that was kind of neat about this particular class is that because it was the late class and I knew that it was sort of, um, a little free form, I was able to bring my older dog and let her sort of wander around a little bit, which is exactly what she likes to do at this age. Um, I've said it before. I will stand by it. Uh, if she could have any job in the world, it would be that of Walmart greeter. She just wants to be the social butterfly. And she got to do that. And there was a point where I looked over at her and I don't know, she was mugging somebody for treats or whatever, and just being her, you know, almost 11 year old self. And the, the look on her face was such happiness that I was like, that, that's what it's all about. Me being able to give my dogs an hour or more of just doing something they want to do and then they're having fun. And then I got Moxie out and we ran some agility and um, we were trying to do some distance things and some sends or whatever. And she was being great and she was having fun and I was relaxed and, you know, she finished the course, ran back to her crate and waited for her jackpot. And she was no question about it. She was smiling. She was having fun. And I thought this, this is what it means to be able to balance the intensity of having goals and wanting things and wanting titles and wanting to do well and wanting cues and, you know, and, and, and wanting to be competitive, but balancing all of that with joy and fun and lightness maybe and forgiveness and learning and all of these other traits that really, I don't know, make it fun. I mean, I, I, you know, you watch people at a trial and, you know, sometimes I look over at them and I'm like, are you having fun? Like, is this fun for anybody? Is your dog having fun? Are you having fun? Who's having fun here? And what's hard for me personally is I enjoy competition. I enjoy the competitive environment. I enjoy uh, being pushed, right? Have being surrounded by people who are better than I am and kind of making myself or or desire. It's not even making, I say making, I enjoy it, you know, rising to that challenge, right? I'm one of those people who, um, for better or worse, tends to rise to the level of the competition around me. And I enjoy it. Um, But my dogs don't always enjoy that, right? Moxie, for instance, as we've discussed on this podcast before, she doesn't love my intensity. She doesn't think it's so fun. And so what I was happy, another, I mean, there was many things that made me happy about this class. But um, one of the things I was happy is I was like, okay, this This is the feeling, this is the environment, this is the attitude, this is the type of connection that Moxie flourishes in. And I have to commit this to like my cellular memory so that I understand what environment I need to create with her so that she's having a good time. Because when life gets too intense for her, she's not having so much fun, (laughs) right? Whereas my, you know, every dog can take a different amount of it. Trip, when it gets too intense, he just does something silly to sort of make me lighten up. Uh, Karma was like that too. My first Bernese Mountain Dog in Indy um, told the communicator I got a little better and she got used to it. (laughs) So I think that though the takeaway here and and the reason I'm going on about this is I think it's a really important thing, especially if you are right now driving to a trial this weekend, is to think about what is the balance of an 
and how do you want to feel? How are you going to balance wanting things and being competitive and the necessary focus and intensity to do well and remember the course and remember all the things and, and you know and really have your head screwed on straight, but also to give your dog um, what they need to enjoy themselves. And you know, especially if you're running multiple dogs, that's that's multiple answers, right? Each dog is is not the same. And it's easier for me to stay lighter with Trip because he's such a goofball that he requires that. It's harder for me to do that with Moxie because she's a more serious dog. Um, And I tend to think that, oh, well, she's serious. I need to be serious, but that's not what she needs. So I think what it really showed me is a picture of, oh, this. I want it to feel like this. And again, I think we forget to chase or put into our goals of how we want it to feel right? We can't probably expect that, you know, running our four-year-old dog is going going to, you know, feel like running our old shoe, you know, six-year-old dog. Um, But we can, you know, start to put together like, okay, you know, everybody talks about like, oh, well, you want to practice the same way you trial or trial the same way you practice. And I don't, that's never resonated for me. I don't disagree with it. I think it's correct. Um, and I think I, I I long to do that, right? I long to do that. But I think maybe until, I don't know, maybe until this week, I didn't quite know how to do that. I didn't, because I think I was trying to check boxes and do a prescribed set of things instead of chasing or going, I shouldn't say chasing, but instead of really going after how I want it to feel and what that environment then is and how can in practice, in practice, create an environment in which everybody's having fun. I'm having fun. The dogs are having fun. We're learning. We're getting better. We're in a competitive environment. Um, you know, and the truth is, is if they are prepared, if I have done my job in working them and training them and going to these classes and and preparing them, then they have the skills. And then I can reasonably uh, put together some process goals for ourselves um, because they have the skills to do the course or the healing pattern or the rally course or the draft course or whatever it is that they're being asked to do. Then we can I can trust and rely that their skills will be there and I get to focus on creating a really great energy bubble environment for them and really making sure that we all come away having had a good time, right? If the animal communicator was standing at the out gate, what would they say, (laughs) you know, about the run? Um, And so I think that that's really interesting and I think it's just a different slant. You know, not everybody processes, um, you know, kind of or plans their weekends in the same way. So, you know, for some of you, this is going to resonate. And for others of you, you're like, what are you what are you talking about? This is not fun. This is serious work, serious business. And um, and yet I know that all of us got into this sport because we thought it was really fun and really cool and really interesting to do things with our dogs and challenge ourselves and challenge our dogs in new ways and challenge ourselves as handlers to be able to teach and handle um, these dogs doing these really tough and interesting things, right? And playing all these different sports. So I think that's sort of um, 
I don't know. I think that that's my challenge uh, for you this weekend, for myself this weekend. I'm playing agility one day this weekend, and my I kind of crossed off my or crossed out rather my old process goals, and my new process goals is I want to create an environment in which we are feeling like we're having fun. Like it's it's about creating a feeling, not necessarily creating a. I don't know, like a, like, you know, a process, you know, an old process gold might've been like, you know, uh, nailing our weave entrance. Right. Um, and, um, I think I don't really have that process goal this weekend. Now I've crossed that out. That was on the list by the way, but I've crossed that out and I just want to create this feeling for my dog. Like we had this week in class. Um, so I think that's interesting. And I think it's a different, I know it's a different slant for me. So if it's a different slant for me, I know that I haven't talked about it in this way uh, before. So hopefully it's resonating with you as well. So I am going to take a quick break. And quite honestly, I need to get rid of a couple stink bugs and I will be right back. All right, I promise to make this super quick, but I've got to tell you what's going on in the Q membership. Each month, we tackle a different theme. In April, for instance, we took a look at our program, from what we feed to how we train. In July and August, the members are basically beta testing an entire masterclass on performing under pressure. And the last week of every month, we have a Zoom a group coaching call where we talk about the theme of the month, but we also get personal in terms of, you know, if there's a challenge that one of the members is facing that they want to talk about. The link to the membership is always in the show notes and there's a monthly and annual option. If you choose the annual, please be sure to put in the code QPODCAST, all one word, at checkout to get an additional month for free. Just my gift for listening. And don't forget, when you sign up, you get access to all the content going all the way back to April 2021, so you can binge to your heart's content. All right, enough about that. Let's get back to the show. And we're back. I don't think I've gotten rid of all the stink bugs. Uh, they are feeling quite spicy with the warmer weather today. So um, we're going to uh, see what we can do here. Okay. So we're talking about having fun. We're talking about creating an environment in which we can, um, you know, make sure that we're in getting everybody, everybody, our team, right? Our team is getting out of it the enjoyment that they should be, or we hope that they are. Um, because remember, it is absolutely possible for us to have a great weekend and drive home with, you know, green ribbons littering our dashboard and our dogs to have had a terrible time. And I really want you to think about that for a minute. Like, just because they did it right. Are they having fun? And some dogs are super competitive. Don't get me wrong. I've had a dog that like, if we were winning or, you know, winning or queuing, um, he was like, yeah, you know, cause he could really feel my excitement and he really fed off of that. And, and he really had a good time. And I watch other dogs at trials who, you know, even though they're queuing, they sort of look nervous or unhappy or, um, what have you. So I want to make sure that you, your team all would have the same opinion of your weekend. <laughs> and hopefully for the positive, not that all of you thought it was terrible, but all of you thought it was positive. Um, and that brings me to something, a habit that I would love for you to start incorporating. And that is 
Um, when you, it's a two-parter. So when you go to sleep at night and doing this either before your trial or during your trial or just on a random Tuesday, um, but before you go to sleep at night and, you know, of course I love gratitude practices. So please, if you have one going, keep going. This is, would be an addition to, or another way to look at it. I would ask yourself, what were your three wins for the day? What were the three things that you, that you put in the win column? right? And it could be, you know, if you're doing this for a trial weekend, it could be, you know, you finally got the timing right of how early to get your dog out so that you weren't at the ring too soon, you know, for your turn, right? You kind of maybe figured out the right thing. Maybe your win was you finally fig- you finally brought the right food <laughs> for you, for your dog, everything. Everybody had the right food for the day. Um, or maybe it's you did finally nail that, you know, figure eight pattern in obedience or, um, you know, the win for the day is, you know, you really um, nailed a handling move, just any kind of handling move, right? And so I wanted, though, all of those things I just listed were more process than outcome, okay? I would love for you to think about what wins did you have today that aren't tied to a result that you might, for instance, see on Monday morning brags on Facebook, right? What are those process goals? What are those wins that maybe are only wins to you, only to your team? Um, You know, maybe your dog got out of the, you know, crate or hung out in the crating area and didn't have a bit of anxiety. They just were totally like chill and happy and content or something. And they just really were great. Or your dog had a lot of fun and you could tell they had a lot of fun. So I would like you to to think about that, incorporating that. What are your three wins for the day? And then on the other side of it, when you wake up in the morning, what are the three wins that you want for tomorrow or for, you know, for the day ahead, I should say. You can do this at night or you can do it in in the morning. I personally find it more useful to do that morning because it sets your intention for the day. And it's another great way that if you have created process goals for yourself, what are those three process goals? Make sure that they're on the tip of your tongue, not written down in your dog planner that you left at home. Okay. If you have process goals for the weekend, you should be able to, I should be able to walk up to you at a trial and be like, hey, what are your process goals for the day? And they should just fall right out of your mouth. Maybe you only have one or two. But what would be your wins for the next day? Um, again, maybe it is that you, you know, um, you know, eat protein throughout the day or get enough water or you time it right so that your dog and you have a time for a long walk around the property or what have you. Um, don't always make it about the competition. You know, part of so much, you know, so much of a dog trial is waiting, <laughs> waiting around, waiting, 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 or getting ready. Or like if you're, you know, uh, in a breed show, I mean, so much of it is grooming and waiting, right? And so you're really in the ring for like minutes, <laughs> you know, minutes. And in agility, you hopefully are in the ring less than that, right? Maybe you're only in the ring for like, I don't know, a total of 75 seconds, you know, in two runs or something. So um, you're really in, you're really spending a lot of time hanging out at a trial. And another way to look at this whole conversation today is how are you making sure your dog is having fun at the trial in the other, 
other times. So maybe a win for you is making sure that you do fit in a long walk or that your dog goes back to the car so that they can really settle and really have a really good nap in between runs. Um, There's one uh, trial location we used to go to where they have like a little bit of water. And for me, my dogs, no matter what time of year, no matter the weather, I knew that getting them in that little creek um, was going to make them really happy. That's easy. I can do that. That's a win. That's a win. They got to get in the water, right? Um, So think through and plan for those little wins because, again, I want you all focused on building on the positive, not beating yourself up for the negative. Even in the worst runs, okay, and we've all been there, when all the wheels come flying off, um, there are still some wins. There are still some things to be celebrated. Um, You still got to spend, you know, a great day at a trial with your dogs, or you got to see friends, or you got to see someone you hadn't seen in a while, or, um, you know, it your sugar-free January is over, (laughs) whatever the case may be. So I want you to get in the habit. Um, There's a book I'm in the process. I just started it. Well, I'm through part one and about ready to start part two. And it's called The Gap and the Gain. And I'm kind of obsessed about it. Um, So this probably won't be the last time I'll talk about it. And I'm doing it on Audible, but I'm probably going to order the book. And I noticed that it also comes with, it also has, doesn't come with a workbook. And so I'm, probably going to be talking about more of these lessons. But one of the things they talk a lot about, and I've talked to you about this before as well, is in order to continue to make gains, right, to continue to progress, to do well, we have to stay in that positive progress milestone mindset. Because when we live in the gap, right, which is that distance between where we are now and where we wish we were, and we focus on lack or scarcity and what we don't have, we get more of that, right? Anything, this is a very old quote, and someday I will look it up, but basically anything you give your attention to grows. Anything, anything. So if you are focused on you know, always running out of gasoline in your car, that's going to happen a lot. If you are focused on really building a meaningful connection with your dog and you're really committed to doing that, it's going to get there. You're going to make progress on it. Or if you're trying to solve a problem and you're focused on the problem, are you getting more problem or are you focused on the solution and so you are actually making progress? Okay, so I want you to really think about where you're putting your focus. And if you are ending the day or beginning the day thinking about what were the wins for yesterday or what do I want the wins to be for today or what were the wins for today, what do I want them to be for tomorrow, um, you are starting to program your mind to look for those positive moments and to look for those areas of growth and to look for progress And I'm hoping in this case also to look for fun and joy and falling in love with the sport all over again and being really excited to go out there and, um, and play, right. And go play the game. Um, it's been a while since I've been at an agility trial. I am so excited to go this weekend and I'm really excited and I'm really committing to these, this kind of new set of goals that I have for us to really have fun in the way that we have fun specifically in the class that I had this week. Like I'm being that specific about it. I really want to like recreate that energy and that lightness, especially when I'm running Moxie. 
I want to see, I want to see what happens. I want to see the results. Um, I want to see how it changes her performance, our relationship, our connection. Um, I'm leaning in sort of a curiosity and thinking about, okay, well, what if, what if I walk to the ring with that same feeling in my heart, that lightness and that joy and can I, even as a handler, hold both things, which is that ability to, that necess- that need to focus and to pay attention to what I'm doing, balanced with her need to feel light and fun and joyful and, and knowing that she can be right. How will that feel, right? So I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm excited to try and fail, right? Because I don't also have any preconceived notion that I'm going to be perfect the first time out of the gate, right? We're only entered one day. We're only entered in two classes. Uh, it's not like I'm going to have like many runs to perfect it, um, but I'm really excited to try. And so the other thing I'm super excited about is my energy about it, right? And my perspective about it and my shift about it and my willingness to fail and my willingness to be curious and to try something new, but to do it with the for the right reasons, right? And to really be focused on process and focused on the long game and um, making progress in our relationship. All right, which is, again, maybe too much information in terms of like what I'm doing this weekend, um, but I'm sharing it just to give you concrete examples, tangible ways that you can maybe incorporate that in your weekend coming up, right? Where can you do that? And even if you are chasing that like last double Q in agility or last Q in any, in rally and in obedience, in um, dock diving and anything, anything you're up to this weekend, you know, can you balance the the wanting that, um, but also realizing the importance of everybody having a good f- time and being in the right frame of mind to even put yourself in a position to accomplish that result, that outcome? Okay, so I'm excited about my weekend. I want you to be excited about your weekend too. I want you to try this on, right? If um, if this resonates with you, try it on. You know, maybe listen to this again or something in the morning or if you're listening when this comes out and you're not leaving like me till Sunday, um, then listen to it on your way to your trial and see what you can glean out of it. And please share. I'm always interested what what happens with everybody tries some of this stuff out. You know, mindset is such an individual thing, of course, and um, we have to be open to trying do new things, right? And and to see and to playing with different things in order for us to to get the results that we want. It's not a one size fits all. I can I can be very prescriptive. I can definitely tell you some things that I know work, um, both from a science perspective and from an experience perspective. But in this case, when I want you to feel into feeling f- in having fun or feel into what it is it, the environment you need to create for your dogs, that's going to be a really individual answer. But I hope you'll give it a shot. All right. Okay, that's it for this week. And the most important thing I always say is I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook. 
at the Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.